travel, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. When we journey abroad, we discover new places and meet fascinating people, but we also gain perspective and take on a wider view of the world around us. That was Trevor Ranges, and I'm Scott Coates. After more than 25 years living and working in Asia, we've developed an amazing network of interesting characters throughout the region. Talk Travel Asia is our way of sharing them with you. Plug in and get connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. Welcome to Talk Travel Asia, Episode 62, Interesting Asian Holidays. After living in Asia for quite a few years, you learn to love holidays you didn't grow up with in your native country. Some, like Songkran or the Thai New Year, see people travel to Thailand just to experience it. Indeed, the diverse cultures of Asia celebrate so many different holidays and festivals, it's almost impossible to keep track. Today we're going to discuss some of our favorites, as well as a few that we've always wanted to attend or experience, but we haven't quite gotten around to. I'm Trevor Ranges, here with my co-host Scott Coates. Hey, 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 we're in the same location again. We're off to a running start here with Season 2 of actually doing them together. Uh, we've got a tasty beverage because it's a Friday night. It is and, Friday. That's uh, a holiday all around the world. It is a holiday around Pretty the world. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, this one, we are talking about holidays we've either experienced or have heard of and we just kind of think are noteworthy. And by no means do we want to profess that we are experts on these holidays. I, myself, will probably say more than a few things that are incorrect. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, like, again, like, I wasn't raised as a Christian, but we still celebrated Christmas. Um, living here in Thailand, Thai people are Buddhist, but they love to celebrate Christmas. So I think that, uh, you know, holidays are kind of a special thing. Uh, whenever you are in a certain country, they have their own different types of holidays and festivals. And I think just in enjoying them or experiencing them is great. For me, Thanksgiving was always one of my favorite holidays because it's mostly about food and family, which are two things important to me. Otherwise, Halloween is probably my all-time favorite uh, holiday. One thing that really bothers me about Halloween here in Asia uh -huh. is they never celebrate it on Halloween. It's always on like it's the closest Friday or Saturday, Saturday right, right, which right. is like, oh. Because it's the bars, right? No, I know, I know. But yeah. still, like for me, like, you know, and I don't know. I'm going to let that one Halloween like. was big for me as a kid, like really big. I, I can remember being so excited to get dressed up. And a few years, you know, my dad made great costumes. I remember he made one called R2D4. <laughs> and it was made out of cardboard. And it was a rigid robot costume. And yeah, so to me, holidays, and, and I celebrated Christmas, but it was just a fun holiday where Santa was coming. Yeah. And to me, when I think to my favorite holidays, I think of an emotional connection and a real feeling. And there's a cultural around that day, obviously. And so some of these I've experienced that we'll talk about here are ones I actually start to gain a bit of a sense and a feel for, and other ones are ones I don't know anything about. But it's, yeah, it's, for me, it's kind of the feeling, like a holiday that's more than just a day, yeah. but there's a feeling and a real culture about it in a way. Yeah, I mean, obviously, holidays are sometimes religious, sometimes they're cultural, sometimes they're historical, yeah. and, it, and it is really interesting to, to get to know more details about that, hmm. and, and unfortunately, today, you're not going to get a lot of those kind of details. <laughs> Go to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like... It's still great to, to celebrate them. Or yeah. when you're traveling and you happen to be in a country where they're having some sort of holiday or right. festival, it's a great way to experience local culture. So I think today uh, we're just going to talk a bit uh, about like some of the first holidays we've experienced when we were living in Asia and, and some of the other ones that, that we've stumbled across or, or still have yet to, to go to. Like We're not going to mention it yet, but just off the top of my head, the Chonburi Buffalo Races. Yeah, I've never been there. Yeah, for people... I want to go to the Buffalo it's Races. Like yeah. 90 case 
south of Bangkok towards yeah, the Gulf. It's so yeah, close. Like, it's like the Indy 500 of buffalo racing. Huge water yeah, buffalo yeah. race. Yeah, that well, we've never been. So anyway, you know, I, I mean, I want to. We were brainstorming this and thought, what was my first Thai holiday? And mm. I came here on September 30th, 1999. And my first one was Loigatong, which is in November. It's on the first full moon day. So it goes by the lunar calendar, you know, so it's full moon day in November. And my friend's girlfriend drove us all the way down to the Chao Phraya River, which was a long way from where we mm. lived. And so many people were trying to put their katong. Now, katong is a round thing traditionally made from uh, the stalk of a banana tree. And then they full decorated green leaves on it and candles and flowers. And you put a piece of your fingernail, a hair, and a mm. coin and then you launch it out into the water. Little intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was my first one. I didn't really understand what it was. But since then, I've I've kind of come to really appreciate it. So that was my first one. What yeah, was we'll, your first? We'll touch title? on Lurkertong in a little yeah. bit. Because, you know, I moved here in May. And the first holiday that I can remember was Lurkertong also, which is in, like, November. Long way away. Yeah, because yeah. that means I, there was probably, like, 90 Thai holidays between May and November. Because Thailand probably. celebrates more holidays than... I think there's 18 <laughs> stat holidays or any country in the world. But, yeah, for, for me, Lurkertong, like, I thought it was, like, Valentine's Day. It's a, it's a really, yeah. like, a couple's thing. Um, it is, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're supposed to, like, do the kratong with, with your significant yeah, other. Yeah, I, I think so. The, are um, we going to talk about it now? Or no, we'll talk about okay, it after. Okay. But, like, what I was saying, like, it, it's very romantic. It's very colorful. It People is, do it very, at night. There's candles. Yeah. It's very ceremonial. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Like, even if you were visiting for Loi Kratong and you had no idea what it's about, um, it's it's really kind of special. Um, I think the biggie, though, here for Thailand is is the Thai New Year's. Yeah, Songkran is, is the um, big daddy of it all. Yeah, I'd put Songkran up there with, with Carnival and Brazil. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like Chiang Mai. Chiang Mai Songkran is, it's wild and crazy. Man. It's, it's wild, yeah. So Songkran celebrates the Thai New Year, and it was traditionally a time when people go to temples, wash the Buddha images, and pay merit to their elders, and they would put a little water down their back. Yeah. And that's degenerated into the world's largest <laughs> water fight, officially, yeah. like, three days. Well, it's a three-day holiday. The it's, it's the last day of the last year, the day in between the, the two years, and then the first day of the new year. Which, right. which I think is kind of cool. And mm. then there's supposed to be yeah, different things. You're supposed to like clean your house. Yeah. Um, you're supposed to go to like a temple. Like cleaning the temple, they do like the sand piles. Yeah? No, well, maybe no, that's, a, maybe that's a Cambodian or a Lao thing. Oh, wow. That's pretty Yeah, because cool. we're going to mention that. That like this, the Thai New Year is actually also like a Burmese New Year. And the, Burmese and, and Cambodian, Cambodian New Year. And the, and the Lao it. New Year. And, and they don't all fall on the exact same date depending on where in the region. It's close. That, that it's celebrated. Theravada Buddhists. Yeah. And they're on similar calendars. Yeah. So you get similar things in other countries. But my first one in your first country or our first Songkran were very close. I was in a place called San Clabri and Three Pagodas Pass, which a lot of you probably have heard of Kanchanaburi. That's northwest mm. uh, of Bangkok. You continue like another six hours, I think, or three hours up there. And it's yeah. really near the Burmese border. But yeah, it was wild up there. We were like drinking with border guards, Thai and Burmese yeah. border guards. And we are having drinks together and dancing to music and throwing water on yeah. one another. It was crazy. Yeah, I definitely and and I've celebrated Songkran in Laos and in in Cambodia. Again, it's not called Songkran in, in mm. Laos or Cambodia, but it's the, their New Year's. And I think you know if you want to party, you go to Chiang Mai. Mm. Um, although Chiang Mai is also very spiritual because they have all the temples there and and they do march the the Buddha images from the temples around the the city. Never in, been like, there a parade. for a song. Been It's pretty Rai, cool. But, but I think like going up country 
and, and celebrating it more traditionally yeah. with local people is Indeed. really the best way to do it. Yeah, the only caution is be careful of road travel. Oh, yeah, so like over a thousand yeah. fatalities or something over that week. Yeah, even just driving a motorbike around. Because like, you'd be like riding your motorbike and then like a, a yes. garbage pail full yeah. of water will just like... Yeah, you know. but it's it's a great one. So yeah. Um, yeah, we're off to a good start. And you were up in Kanchanaburi, you said, for Songkran. Yeah, my first Songkran was up in Kanchanaburi. Sticking to the New Year's kind of theme... Um, one year I happened to be in Bali for Nyepi. Nyepi. Um, and Nyepi is the Balinese day of silence. Um, and, and like the Thai calendar is a little bit different than the Western calendar. The Thai New Year is in April. Yep. Um, and then a lot of the Thai holidays take place on full moons. Correct, yeah, they're all yeah. time to the lunar. Um, yep. Now, the Balinese calendar is much more complicated, and, okay. and they have particular people who are in charge of keeping the calendar. Right. Um, so Nyepi falls on a different day each year. And I'm not an expert in Nyepi. Again, like you might want to research this beforehand. Sure. But like the day before Nyepi, they have uh, these huge statues, like paper mache, like monsters. They're hmm. called Ogo Ogo. And they represent like all Ogo. these different demons and stuff like that. And they have these parades to like appease the, the, the demons and whatnot. And then for Nyepi Day, actually... It's called the Day of Silence because everyone on the island has to stay indoors. Wow. What and time of the year is this, generally? It, it's different. Okay. It's a ticket. Like, you have to check ahead because, like, if you buy a ticket to Bali and then they say, oh, Nyepi's on this day. Airport? Yeah, they close the airport. They close all the roads. When I was there, they shut down the internet. They shut down television broadcasts. Wow, that's kind of um, cool. You, you, the hotel that you're staying in will put paper all over all the windows and everybody gets locked in for the whole time. Really? Because, like, traditionally, they're not allowed to light fires. They're not allowed to work. You're not allowed to, to do anything entertainment or, or pleasurable. Like, mm. some people are so strict that you can't even talk. Mm. Um, the, the whole idea, I think, is to convince the, the gods that the island is uninhabited. Mm-hmm. So it's like the one day, but it, you know, it, it has religious connotations and everything, but it's a really fascinating culture. And there's like several days, like I was saying, the Ogo Ogo thing before and then the day after. Um, but it's, it's quite an interesting experience if you happen to be in Bali for Nyepi. That is wild and unique. I know I encountered somebody who was flying here for a meeting and said, I've got to leave early then because the airport's going to be closed. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously the holiday. Well, I'll throw in an equally kind of just an interesting one, and I'm not an expert on it, but Bunga Daya Jatra. And I've seen this chariot, I think, twice now. So in the Kathmandu suburb of Lalatipur, every year they make a great big chariot, which has massive wooden wheels. And then Mm. what looks like kind of like a pine or a spruce skinny tree that's got to be 15 meters high. The tree is moved around on these massive, massive wooden wheels. And... They leave it on display. It's a 60-foot-tall chariot at a place called Pulchok at the western end of Lalatipur. It's all built out of wood? Yeah, yeah, wooden wheels, and they build like a tree. It looks like not so strong of a skinny, tall tree. And people are climbing it when it's on display. It sits for the month, basically. And at the end of the month, they walk the chariot through different communities and eventually to a temple. But it's massive, and people climb to the top. And the tree sways. They can pretty much be touching buildings on the side. And so is climbing it like a feat of strength or a test it, of courage or something like that? You know, I'm sorry, Trevor. You've gone deeper <laughs> than my shallow knowledge already. But I'm sure there is something important to being the person that gets to go up the tree. But um, yeah. there's a picture of me there, and we'll put it on the site. But it's a, it's a really cool one. 
know, that's interesting because that, that sort of brings me back to Bali too. Because half the time they were having a holiday, I didn't quite understand what they were doing or, or what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they all are. These holidays across the region are so colorful and and interesting. And um, one of the ones uh, that that I want to talk about was. Uh, the, the Rocket Festival. Mm, mm, mm. I know we're jumping around our notes here a bit, but like if we're talking That's about right. colorful, like kind of crazy things, have you ever been to any of the Rocket Festival? No, I have threatened for 17 God, years. I know. They have them like, they have them all over Laos and yes, Thailand. Thailand. It's like an Isan kind of thing. Yeah, and they build Eastern these Thailand. giant homemade rockets. And then it's like a Almost big. Almost not homemade, like homemade industrial size. Like they're yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, yeah. again, I think because it's the 20th century now, they've yeah. started to apply. More modern. If you got ten guys with a bunch of alcohol and some money and time to build a massive rocket, <laughs> yeah, like, they're huge. No, they're I know. Yeah, that's the thing. And the alcohol again is like you know, I think a lot of alcohol. It's a big like country music festival. They have like stages. They set up like rock and roll and and yeah. they drink and there's beauty pageants and kind then the developing world sort of annual. It's like the Fourth of July. Concert. Like again, I, I hate to like compare. It's not to, the Fourth of July. No, but like with the whole like let's get drunk and shoot rockets up in the air and uh, the rockets. Are, there was one I saw on TV just the other week, and it was a big like wheel. It looked like, yeah. and so it started spinning. Oh yeah, I saw the thing on the ground. Yeah. Spins and goes up, up, and Amazing. climbs, 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 and then stops and parachutes. We should try and find Bun the video. Bang Fai. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we should try and throw the video. We should try to go one of these years. I don't, I don't know yeah. what time of year it is, but I like, it's like it's right around June, now. June. I yeah. think it's in June because it just happened. Yeah. It's about the rainy season. Yeah, yeah it it's like to, to pay homage to, bring to the, the gods. To yeah, and to I like, think they feel the rockets. I believe are going to bring the rains too. Yeah, I think that's what the that's a good one. And we like to drink and we like festivals. And frankly, I'm all right with home the idea of homemade rockets. And along the same lines, to sorry to do two in a row was the Bung Fai Pianak. Which we mm-hmm. talked about at dinner, which is the Naga fireballs, mm-hmm. and that's supposedly a natural phenomena. Um, I just talked to colleagues yesterday about this. What yeah. weird timing? Yeah. In, in the in the Mekong River, the Laotian and, and Thai people who live around that Nongkai area, yeah. they believe that there's a Naga, which is like a mystical serpent that lives underground below that's the like city. That's like Nongkai Vientiane yeah. area, the border and, crossing. And every year, these like fireballs. Like they they come out of the Mekong River on an exact date, yeah, in the and, evening, and fly up into the air. It's on a full yeah. moon again. Yeah, yeah. And and they've had like there's been movies about it, and there's conspiracy theories about it. Yeah, and, and like a hundred thousand people every year go to the to line the Mekong River to see these like people said it's like natural gas but how does it happen in only one day a year yeah so for people it's like these slow green orbs yeah that slowly come out of the mekong river and slowly rise not yeah. like a helium balloon slowly. No, because i heard some people said they were like tracer bullets from like an ak-47 no, they, they move slowly. i don't know I, that's why i want to go and see you it. i call a thai colleague of mine yesterday yeah. abby noodles said she thinks it's a human phenomenon yeah, she's like it's not long ago that you know that's what Loatians did. They released different things to celebrate it. Mm. There's no way she's like it wouldn't. She goes, I'm spiritual and Thai people. We have lots of beliefs. Yeah, and she goes, I don't believe this thing just happens right. in the evening. They made on a this film day. about it called yeah. the Mekong Full Moon yeah, Party, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was it's some monk who like swam out there and mm. went and he planted the things in the river. But yeah, again, if it's a big festival, everybody's hanging out on the river. Hundreds of thousands yeah. of people. I've known a guy that sat in the banks all night. Yeah. and didn't see Jack. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. You know, I'm going to switch gears completely and just go to one that's I'm mentioning because it's nice. is the Sakura mm. Festival in Japan. Okay. And I started a year trip as a backpacker when I was 20. And my first place was Tokyo for a week. And we arrived in March and didn't really know much about anything. And noticed in parks, there was 
like friends, business colleagues, and they'd have a plastic tarp on the ground in a park. And they'd bring food and drink. And there's sakura trees with the nice pink and white cherry blossoms out. And that time of year, like Japanese go crazy for it. And they all go out, offices stop, people sit sit on, you know, in the park under the trees. And yeah, it was really neat to see people socializing and enjoying company. And then I've kind of actually learned about it and and learned that, yeah, it is all over the country. It's called uh, Hanamai season. And it happens all over the country from Okinawa on the far south where it starts about February all the way up to Hokkaido where it really doesn't even go down apparently until June sometimes, May or June. But in Tokyo is around March. And uh, it was just kind of neat to see uh, a culture that from the outside is seemingly a bit shy, a little quiet of outsiders Mm. and just this real kind of wholesome time to celebrate nature really. It was cool, man. Mm. Yeah, Is that what it is? So there's no other real like – Pomp or circumstance. There may be, but from the bit I know, Mm. and I had a little quick read, I think it's just the appreciation probably Mm. of like, hey, winter's over, spring's coming. It's beautiful. I've been to Tokyo a few times and I haven't seen it, but I have experienced the Sakura in in Washington, D.C. And I don't know if you knew that, but the, the, the Japanese donated... Thousands of cherry blossoms to Washington D.C. and Did the mall not. has them, yeah. and there's lots of them in far north of Thailand, in Chiang Rai oh, province, really? particularly. Um, in January, you'll go places like Doi Chang and Doi Mae Salong, and there'll be all kinds of white and pink uh, sakura, which is really neat. Okay, hey, I want to again. I was thinking about you know like the Rocket Festival is not really the Fourth of July, but just in, in the experience, it is similarly. Yeah, um, oh, I'm I was sure. saying like for for for. We recently, the most recent holiday we had here was the closest thing, I think, to like a Groundhog Day for, for yeah, Thailand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the, it's called the Royal Plowing Ceremony. And, and I've wanted to go for a number of years just because it, it, it's quite different. Um, and it's actually a Brahmin yeah. ceremony. And although the Thais are Buddhist, like the royal family have Brahmin priests. Um, and the main uh, element at Irrawan Shrine, even uh, yeah. the big interchange, is Brahmin. Yeah. is Brahmin as well. Yeah, they kind of have adopted some Brahmin mythology um, into their religion. So in in Thailand, each year at this like towards this rainy season, because we were talking about the fireballs is kind of like the yeah, the, yeah. the rocket festival's rainy season. Um, the Brahmin priests bring the royal cows out to the Sanam Luang, right? The big which, royal, which is the big royal park, park at the Grand Palace, and and they they put out bowls of of rice that's cooked and then depending on I, I think it's more complicated than this of course but depending on which bowl of rice the royal cows eat from right determines whether or not it's going to be a prosperous harvest season sounds reasonable to me sounds like it is a, it is a big big one yeah yeah and you know one quick one sticking in thailand and i'm again i'm almost reluctant to mention because i don't know a lot about it but makabucha day and i i was seeing how Holidays to me kind of, you know, there's a cultural thing or an emotional connection. I remember uh, maybe 10 years ago in Chiang Rai, the northernmost province in, in Thailand, they used to have the Emerald Buddha that's now in Bangkok. And the mm. temple up there is called Wat Prakau, as is any temple where the Emerald Buddha once resided. Mm. And I did this there once. And basically, it's to honor the Buddha for his teachings, which he delivered on the full moon day of the third lunar month. And so... To the day, that day you're not supposed to commit any sins, do only good, purify your mind. And again, any, most of the Theravada countries that have Theravada so Buddhism. Lent as well. Isn't it part of the Buddhist Lent? The beginning or the end of Buddhist I don't yeah. want to be hung out on that one. But people, at the end of the day, one of the things they do is they light candles and they walk around the temple three times. Mm. Clockwise. And you always go around clockwise, right? You, know, With you it mentioned on your that right. before. I, I, th- I, I celebrated this in, long, uh, in Siem Reap. 
mm-hmm. one year. We went to the temple and we did mm-hmm. the, the circumnavigation. Circumambulation. Yeah. Ambulation. Yeah. But seeing hundreds of people walking with candles around yeah. that old, like this, I think the temple there dates to like 1100s or something, right? It's old. It was was really neat. It just it, like kind of that emotional edge again that make a holiday. No, I like stand that. Up. You're right because we talk about some of these that are more fun and yeah, a yeah, joke and, and stuff one, like that. But but it is kind of nice mind. to go to something that is a little bit more spiritual and and is a little bit more meaningful. Yeah. Um, and to that end, I see like the note I made here was the the Tariyach Vishnu ceremony, and and this one's kind of obscure and I, I think very many people don't Where know about one? it at Angkor Wat Temple. Okay, in at Cambodia. An- at Angkor Wat in Cambodia, um, they discovered a, a statue of the Vishnu in a, in a pit beneath the central sanctuary okay. when they excavated it, you know, way back in the day. All right. Um, Good old Vishnu. And then they, they reconstructed that Vishnu in... When you're entering Angkor Wat, it's not the main door at the first gate. It's the door on the right. So okay. I'm sure you've seen that Vishnu. It's like eight-armed Vishnu. Yeah, I know the it's, Vishnu it's you're talking it's about. It's like 12 yeah. feet tall and stuff like that. I got a picture um, we can put the, up. The, the Cambodian, yeah, we should put a picture. Uh, the, the Cambodian people believe in ancestral spirits. Of course. And, and these ancestral spirits can inhabit stones or, or trees or, you know. And one of the reasons they built their their images out of stone was because they believe that spirits can inhabit the stones. Huh. So while this this Vishnu might have once been like, the, the most sacred thing in Angkor Wat, they believe that this spirit resides within it now. And it was on Arthur Hansen's birthday that I, I had heard about this ceremony before. And I went to Angkor Wat and there was all these people, like nuns, I believe they were, dressed in white with like tambourines hmm. going into like a trance and like dancing and, and chanting around the Tariq Vishnu. Um, so if you happen to be at Angkor Wat on, on Arthur Hansen's birthday... When is that? I, I don't recall. We'd have to Aaron ask. Aaron Hansen's an old yeah. friend of ours. But um, I think it's in May. But again, like I doubt it happens on the exact same day of the exact same calendar year. You know, right. again, because they're, you know, a lot of these regional holidays are based on different ho- uh, different calendars. Well, I'm going to hit on a cute one. I don't know a ton about, but Tihar in Nepal is a five long, day long Hindu festival, and each day they do something different. They celebrate different things. And on day two, they call it Kukar Tihar. I'm probably saying it wrong. Kukar Tihar. And I've been there and I've seen it. It's kind of neat. They pay respects to dogs that day. So people bring out flower garlands and put them around the necks of dogs and give them a tikka, which is kind of that red dot blessing between your eyes. And they give them delicious food. And they just kind of acknowledge the cherished relationship. All five days are for the dog? No, just day two. It's a five-day festival. Day two is, uh, yeah, all about the dog. So, yeah, it's late October, early November, which is kind of prime traveling season, too. So, yeah, you'll just see this one day if you're there. If you were traveling around, you'd see dogs with, like, nice tikka and some garlands, and they're really See, that seems interesting. I like the Hindu tradition, because the Hindus believe in such a pantheon of different gods. Yeah, like 10,000. Yeah, so that there's different celebrations for so many different reasons. And, Mm. And, again, going back to Bali, like, like, like there's a, a a certain day where they celebrate all things with wheels or all things that are oh, made wow. out of metal, and there's some god that's associated with that. So you're supposed to like give an offering to your car or, or something. So I, you know, like paying homage to, to dogs or the the god of dogs. Yeah, seems like a, a great way to. You know, I mean, it's, it's think good. about it. I mean, when you think about the fact that dogs have contributed to human society in many, many different many ways, ways. hunting or companionship or I believe or, they deserve a holiday absolutely. in more countries of the world Trevor yeah, I'm with yeah. you 
Um, I just want to round out one we more or less gave away at the start and then didn't talk about, Leugatong. So it happens on the full moon day in November. It celebrates the end of the rainy season, and you basically pay homage to Minam Kongka. She's the goddess of water, and you kind of apologize for polluting her waters and maybe wasting her over the past year. And like I said, you get this floating thing traditionally made of banana stalk. It's decorated with uh, flowers. And, and you loy it or float it with a, a significant other. And I've done it everywhere from the Bangkok's holiest river to Klong San Seb, the dirtiest place, to Bencha Kitty Park. But the thing is that house. you're apologizing for polluting her waters by I taking something it. made out of styrofoam and wow. putting all sorts of... Yeah, I know. But, you know, like... Because so I've, I've actually found kratongs in Bali. Oh, really? Like, washed up on the beach there. You made it all that way. Yeah. Um, so what else? How about some holidays we haven't been to yeah, that we want to go to? Um, one of them is the Pitakon, which is like a ghost festival. It's uh, up in Lui province, which is uh, near the, the Thai border with Laos. Yeah. And uh, I always just thought it just look, looked so colorful. Like local people wear these these masks. They're really long masks, like big long noses. Yeah, they're kind of eerie. They're kind of yeah, devilish spooky. looking. And then they... they they have like big phallic images, and uh-huh. it's very. That's why you like it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know it's all about like the outfits and the clothing, and and the people wear bells, and they have these big wooden phalluses, and and they dance around, and I think it's right around the same time as the the rocket festival, like June, yeah, yeah, and it's like a multi day event, and it, and it just seems like. I don't know, like, again, going back to Halloween, like, mm. any holiday where you get to, like, dress up in crazy yeah, outfits. Yeah, they're cool so. masks, too. And, I mean, it's really unique to a very small particular part of the country. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, if you ever see that 30-second collage of Thailand, yeah. you'll probably see a quick clip of somebody in a, like, very long, pretty, wild-looking mask. Yeah. You know, and, I, it, and it is some sort of ghost festival, and I don't yeah. know what to do about, like, with, like, appeasing ghosts or something like that. I, I promise that if I do go, I'm mm-hmm. going to learn more about it. And I heard Loi is beautiful. I've never been to Loi. Mountainous areas in yeah. Lake can get cool in the winter. Yeah, it's amazing all these years. But that festival is like always been like for, for 15, 16 years, it's been on the list, and I, I just haven't made it up there for it. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to think of ones I really want to go to that I haven't been. And you've really kind of mentioned the main ones that I want yeah. to go to the Rocket Festival and Pitikwan in, in Thailand. Like, those are two that are in the country I've lived for 15 years, and I've, I've never really. Yeah, I've never been to, and I mean, what's it going to take? Damn it, Trevor, i got to make it happen. Maybe, maybe 2018 is the year. Yeah. I mean, again, there, there's, some, there's some great holidays uh, that we didn't mention. In Cambodia, there's some great boat races. Um, the boat yeah. races are pretty cool. In November, where the yeah. Tonla Sap River changes right. directions. Right, yeah, yeah. So from where the part of the year, the water's flowing from the um, Tonla Sap Lake. I spent a bit of time switches. in Korea. Yeah. There's like a mud festival in Korea oh, wow. that my friends have been to, and I've seen pictures of it. And again, like just jumping around and dancing in mud, or you, you know, like there's no drinking or rockets involved, as far as I know. But like, I uh, bet you there's some drinking <laughs> in there. If you're in the yeah. mud long enough, let's be I honest. think so. Um, but I, I don't think celebrating is all about drinking. Like, there's some holidays, like the full moon party, that I have no I've interest never in going. Been. Have no, you ever I, been? no, I've been to Hadrin. I kind of, I've been to Hadrin. So That's enough for me. Moon. I don't want to go to a full moon party. It obviously hasn't happened now. It's probably um, not going to happen. Songkran, like on Kaosan Road. The Backpacker Street. Like, again, yeah, I prefer... Give it a miss. Too many people. Like Chiang Mai, at least, is like fun. But There's good districts in Bangkok, too. I like some of the like Chok Chai Si or Off Lat Prao Road. 
It's worth kind of almost taking a subway to it. Yeah. Happen. You know where fun the go-go bar areas in the daytime. Mm. Because daytime. Yeah. it is fun because yeah. those girls that work there always want to have fun and party. The ones that didn't get to go home. Yeah. So if you walk down Soy Cowboy or Nana area, Cowboy's good. Yeah, because when you're in Bangkok, there's like no people in Bangkok. No, and and, and sometimes you don't get wet, so you're just like, eh, let's just like walk from one end of Cowboy to the other and get wet. And people want to have fun. Yeah, I even saw an elephant one time on Soy Cowboy. Yeah. A smaller elephant. Okay, shouldn't be in city. I agree with that to start. Yeah. But. He was there, and he they're spraying water on him, and it would get down on the ground and lay on its side, and like kick its legs, and then get up and dance like it was loving it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Phuket Vegetarian Festival. Heard it's awesome. That's wow. always the one. There's like people they like pierce themselves with knives swords, like, and swords. Yeah, and, and they do like fire walking and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, it looks really fascinating, and I think that's a Chinese. Uh, it's for the Chinese community in, in Phuket that celebrates that. Yeah. So I bet, like, I haven't spent a lot of time in, in China, but I bet there's a lot of really interesting oh, sure. festivals and holidays in China. I'm going to China in two days, so oh, yeah. maybe I'll check them out. Did you pack yet? I did not pack. We're going to talk about that in a future episode, aren't we? Yeah, a couple of weeks we'll be talking about yeah. packing. The next episode is Joe Cummings, right? Yep, we got Joe on uh, in two weeks. Yeah, he's going to talk about uh, The Hunt, his latest kind of guidebooks yep. of sort, and a little bit about traditional Thai tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great conversation. We recorded it before this, and uh, yeah. it was pretty good. Joe Joe would probably be a good person to talk about some of these holidays, too, oh, I bet. I hope Joe's yeah. not listening to yeah, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Joe is on in two weeks, and then after that is packing tips, right? Yep. Okay, well, let's wind this one up. Thank you for listening. This is Scott Coates saying thank you very much. That is Trevor Ranges. Uh Sorry, we didn't know more about these holidays, but uh, I think I think we're on to something here. I think that Planet Seeds will be inspired to do a part two. Uh, I think what we should try and do is try and visit a few different places for holidays in the next year that we wanted to do. I hope we didn't miss the fire one. Buffalo races, they definitely like. Yeah, do, miss that one. I'll, I'll do like a live Speaking video blog. I'll do a, a video holiday. blog from the Buffalo races. Okay. Uh, I've been paid to ride a buffalo twice. Nice. I don't know that I could race one. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, We'll be back with two weeks uh, with Joe Cummings. Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia. We look forward to sharing with you again soon. Hey, Scott, do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall at Angkor Thom and 